far. Can't believe I've made it this far. Honestly, I was not really feeling like recording today, but trying to get into a good routine. So here I am, grinding away per usual. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week. I realize I upload on Fridays, so maybe I should be saying, I hope you had a great week and you have a great weekend, but I'm going to keep saying, I hope you have a great week. Actually, I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Oh my gosh. So it's July 7th. Um, it's a Thursday and the 4th of July was on Monday. I had an absolute blast for the 4th. I invited my friends up to the lake. Uh, My grandparents have a little cabin up at one of the lakes close to me where I live. And it was so fun. Something just is so special about all of us going to college and then coming back and being reunited. You know, like, oh, we had so much fun talking about old memories. And I laughed so much. I have so many funny videos and it was it was very rejuvenating, much needed break from work and oh my gosh, it was just so fun. And then when I went back to work on Wednesday, I was hating it. <laughs> I did not want to be there at all. The morning was horrible. So I had just gotten off this great trip from I was ugh, You know, being with my friends for like three days at the lake, living our lives, soaking in the sun, I just did not want to go back to work. And okay, the fourth was a little bit weird this year because I was thinking like, I don't really want to be celebrating America. Like there's not much to celebrate over because we're divided. Like the whole country is so divided and it was, it was very a very weird fourth because I feel like the fourth is something that our whole country can unite it unites us but I definitely did not feel like that this year it's kind of sad like I don't know I think it's just we can recognize that we have progress to make and I don't know it was just very weird so oh yeah The 4th was great. I had a great time with my friends. I love them. And it'll be weird to look back and see how close we are by the end of next year. Because we'll be going into our sophomore year. So it'll be interesting because some people might still... People might be living at college or... I don't know if everybody's coming back. Which is really scary because then it's like we're all entering the real world and our childhood is over. Don't even get me started on that. I'm literally so scared. Just kidding. I'm actually excited, but I am a little scared. Another thing I thought about this week was how some people cringe at certain words. It's so funny to me because I heard a word the other day for the first time. Well, I've heard it a couple other times before, but I actually looked it up. It's the word delve. D-E-L-V-E. Delve. Let me look up the exact 
definition. But whenever I heard people say that, I'm thinking this, that's not a word. What are you even saying? Reach inside a recept. Reach inside a receptacle and search for something. Dig, evacuate. That's weird. I feel like people shouldn't use the word delve. Like, I feel like, let's look up some synonyms. So that, that word makes me awkward. A lot of people I know don't like the word moist. I don't know why. Like, maybe just because the first thing I think of when I hear the word moist is a sponge. And that is kind of awkward. Like, if a sponge is moist, it's most likely cold and ew. Okay, synonyms for delve. Burrow, dig, examine, explore, inquire, dredge, evac, excavate. Evacuate? What? <laughs> anyway, so let's um, start a protest. Nobody use the word delve anymore. I feel like, like you can't, you can't look at me and be like delve. It makes so much sense. That doesn't make sense. That's a stupid word. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for that rant on. Anyway, that was my recap of my last week. Um, I brought a water bottle with me today when I record because the last episode I cut out so many coughs and big breaths, swallows, and I need some water. This episode, blah, 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 blah. hello. This topic was so much fun to research. And I love it even more because I learned so much about myself. Today, I'm going to be talking about the fixed slash victim mindset versus the growth mindset. So these um, concepts were kind of like invented. I don't know what the correct word is. Coined? No. Um, They were thought up of by... Carol Dweck and basically she's a genius. She said people can have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset and the one you adopt can affect every aspect of your life. So I'm going to talk about them a little bit like the characteristics of each mindset and then I'm going to talk about um, some other things and etc. etc. So just to make sure you listen closely. Okay, another thing I was thinking about though about this is I don't feel like most people have one or the other. I mean, maybe some people do. I have characteristics of both. I'm leaning more towards one way, but I really don't feel like in all aspects of my life I'm leaning completely towards one side. So I wonder if it's like that for everybody. I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know. I know some people who are very fixed mindset people. Okay, so someone with a fixed mindset avoids conflicts due to fear of failure and fear of being laughed at, fear of what people think, and they think intelligence and talents are fixed traits like it's something you're born with, you're either good at it or you're not, and those fixed traits are responsible for all of your success. 
They like to dwell on past achievements and they avoid feedback and they take constructive criticism personally and they don't um, apply it to their work. They think they're saying it to them, you know. Okay, um, someone with a fixed mindset is threatened by other people's successes because they think it puts pressure on them to do more with their their self. No. <laughs> they think it puts pressure on them to do more with their life, which is totally relatable. And after I read all those, I a lot of those are something some things that I think I am scared of failing myself I do have a bad habit of thinking people are either born smart or they're not and honestly I talked to my biology teacher about being biologically athletic and biologically smart so I mean I'm still a little confused I think basically what I'm trying to say is I don't know if it's all mindset I do believe that biology plays a part in your intelligence just like it does your athletic ability. I don't know. I should probably do more research on that before I speak on that. Okay, anyway. Um, blah, 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 blah. I am threatened by other people's successes if it's something that I care about, but if it's something I don't care about, then I don't really care. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. Wow, I'm learning a lot about myself. It's because I'm, like, competitive and jealous. If somebody in my field of work is doing something awesome, I should be happy for them. But a lot of times, I just wish I could do that or be better. Oh. Okay. <laughs> now, someone with a growth mindset thinks that new abilities can be developed through practice. They seek problems as interesting challenges since they believe new abilities can be developed through practice that creates a love for learning for them that's interesting for sure and then for people with a growth mindset life becomes an exciting journey with endless opportunities to figure out new things and then for people with a growth mindset seeing other people succeed inspires them because it wants them it makes them want to do better and they think when other people around them are succeeding they're going to succeed and it's basically like a whole party of motivation <laughs> and listening to constructive criticism helps them to improve and they embrace the criticism and when you have a growth mindset, you realize that effort is a part of a journey to a fun life. Okay, now that I have briefly talked about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindsets, I'm going to talk about how to develop a growth mindset and how being around people with a fixed mindset is really bad for you. Okay, I also forgot to add, with a fixed mindset and a victim mindset, I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand, but something I heard on its TED Talk video was this lady was speaking about how she had a victim mindset, 
Her whole speech was about, like, from victim to victor. So cute. But she was saying about how her mindset went from, why is this happening to me, to why is this happening for me? That is literally crazy to think about. I was thinking about that today. Like, is there really a reason bad things happen? I don't know. I don't know. I would love to have all the answers. I'm going to talk about first how being around people with a victim mindset or fixed mindset is bad for you. So, I don't know if you guys have heard the quote, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with or something. Five, three, somewhere along those lines. But that's so true. Like, I can look back on my life and see when I was hanging around toxic people, I had toxic behaviors, but I didn't really realize it at the time, which is kind of scary. Um, But this year at college, I met a couple people who were very victim mindset, which victim mindset things, what? They would always make it seem like everything was happening to them. I mean, that's the most simple way to put it. But she never took accountability for her actions. That's what made me the most angry, is that she made it seem like she wasn't in control of anything in her life, and everything was just happening to her, and she was like a passer buyer in life. And it was like... This is how she described things. Here's my analogy. (laughs) So she is walking down the street and it starts to rain, okay? And then, so the rain is happening to her, you know? Because it's raining. (laughs) Whoa. And she just let it happen. But she didn't even try to bring up an umbrella to protect herself from the rain. Things were happening to her, I put in quotes, Things were happening to her, and she wasn't doing anything about it. Not changing her lifestyle, changing her ways, taking accountability for her actions. She was just, she kept walking down the street with no umbrella, getting completely poured on. And it was so, so aggravating for me to listen to that, because I also realized I cannot be around people who are not motivated and have aspirations and goals. And it was really hard to be around someone who constantly made it seem like she was the victim of every single situation. And there were multiple people like that. But I don't know. So, moral of the story. Make sure you choose your friends wisely. And, I mean, I... I grew up in a small town, so I didn't really have much of a choice for friends. So if you're in that situation, trying to help people realize those behaviors and try to get them to stop speaking so negatively towards themselves and their life and try to get them to realize that they're in control of their life and they have power over things and just to be more grateful and... Ask them maybe what they learn from situations. That helps me a lot when I think like, oh, that was so horrible. 
why did that happen to me? Well, I think maybe it happened for another reason that I don't know yet. And what did I learn from that horrible situation? That's happened to me a lot of times in my life. And now I'm so much better of a person because of things that have happened to me. And I definitely was in that victim mindset for a long time. Now, let's talk about um, developing a growth mindset and why we want to do that even in the first place. So, one thing that's hard for a lot of people is accepting failure. And I feel like failure in a lot of ways is just embarrassing so people don't want to fail. But, I mean, here's a question. How we've been taught that? With all the videos and stuff I was watching for this episode, I was, I heard someone say they think schools teach a fixed mindset type of way. And they don't focus on effort. They only focus on success and failure, which is really horrible because it doesn't teach us anything good. It only teaches us about doing well. If we change our perspective on failure and view it more as a sign and an opportunity for learning instead of as a dead end, we don't want to view failure as a stopping point. You know, um, isn't there a saying about who created the light bulb? Thomas Edison, he failed like a thousand times. Wait, sorry, let me look it up. I need a fact checker. I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. That's awesome. But it's really hard to accept that. To just kind of overlook failure. That's that's definitely one that will be tough to um, adopt. But we can do it, guys. We can do it. The next thing that we can do to develop a growth mindset is to carefully choose our speech and our thoughts. We kind of have to train our thoughts. So, um, the article I read said, Notice how you talk about talent and skill. Do you find yourself saying things like, I'm no good at this, or she's just naturally talented? Swap those phrases out for, I'm not great at this yet. She's clearly put in a lot of effort to become so talented. Notice how others around you speak and act, then seek out those who have growth mindsets and foster your relationships with them. That is awesome. Okay, then... Obviously, we got to seek our challenges as opportunities. I actually started doing that, and it helped so much. I started to think about how, like, if I had something I was nervous for or something I thought was going to be hard, I thought about it as a great way to learn. And honestly, not even going to lie, I usually think if something's hard or I'm scared for it. If something goes wrong, I have such a great story to tell. It makes for good content. So I don't know if that's how everybody's brain works, but I am a little crazy. Here's the hardest one. 
Actually, a lot of these are hard, so maybe this isn't the hardest one. But if you want to get a growth mindset, you need to stop paying attention to what other people think. That is so, so, so hard. But when you pay attention to what other people think and live your life by other people's standards, it's not really your life, is it? Boom. Deep quote. Ponder that for a second. I've definitely pondered that question because starting a YouTube channel and a podcast, some people probably think, not probably, definitely, they definitely think, oh, that's weird. She's crazy. She's wasting her time. What is she doing? Well, guess what? I don't really know what I'm doing either, but it's fun. So I am thinking maybe this is going to turn out horribly. But you know what? When I'm on my deathbed, I would rather sit on my deathbed and be like, oh my gosh. Remember when I started a podcast for like three months and then it just went down? Cool. At least I tried. (sighs) Sorry, I have some pent up aggression inside of me. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Back on track. So let's try to think of some ways we can stop seeking approval from other people. I don't even know. I honestly feel like you just gotta, I don't, you know, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this because I did it, but I don't know how to describe how I did it. Maybe, no, I just feel like you gotta realize it for yourself. If you want something bad enough, you're not gonna care about what other people think. Another thing we have to do is celebrate trying. Celebrate effort. And that is hard for us when we have grown up in schools who have taught us that getting the grade is all that matters. And, I mean, they probably, they most likely haven't said that directly, but that's what the school system is. So if you get an A, you pass. If you get a F, you fail. I think it's messed up, but as of right now, I don't have any better alternatives to that so I will continue thinking about that if we start celebrating our efforts we will feel more better (laughs) that was the worst sentence I've ever spoken in my life the article I mentioned earlier talked about how we can focus on rewarding actions and not traits so this goes for when you're speaking to yourself And when you're speaking to other people, you talk about their effort instead of their natural ability. So, you did so well on that exam. You're so smart. Okay, well, maybe instead you should say, wow, you did so well. You must have spent a lot of time and effort studying. But okay, hold on. Maybe they didn't spend a lot of time studying. For me, a lot of the time, I never studied and I did well. So wasn't that just my natural talent? It was. And there was no effort. Here's another one that I heard a lot about. Start using the word yet more often. 
whenever you catch yourself thinking, I'm not good at this, etc., etc., you should add the word yet. I'm not good at this yet. Just putting that simple word in there yet, it has so much possibility. There's so much room for growth with that one little word. When you say, I'm not good at this, I'm horrible at this, then that's it. That's like the end of the sentence. You're cutting yourself off. There's no more room for growth. But when you say, I'm not good at this yet, that, ah, do you guys get what I'm trying to say? It makes you feel like you need to keep trying. I hope that kind of made sense. Um, I do feel like it was a little confusing, but I'll link some videos below so you can watch them and they'll probably definitely explain it better than I did. But I don't know, for a lot of these things, I feel like you have to just want it bad enough yourself and you have to want to change. There's a lot of conversations to be had about this topic. So hopefully now, at least like I did, you can see some of the traits in yourself and maybe make a little switch. Um, it can be as simple as being proud of other people when they do well. Um, even if you're not saying anything, if you just change your your inner monologue, whatever, your thoughts to say, I'm proud they did well, they've work so hard for this or something like that and just make sure you give yourself a pat on the back for putting in effort remember we're going to celebrate trying and we're not going to focus on the wins and the losses as much so I have a challenge for us today this week our challenge is to develop a new skill that you're interested in or maybe you're not interested in it at all but like we heard like we read I you guys did not read I read like I talked about developing new skills and new abilities it will help you learn how to learn I am not exactly sure what my skill I was thinking about playing piano because I, there was one month, it was January, I think it was 2021, for the whole month of January, I played piano for 15 minutes a day, and I didn't, let, I just watched a YouTube video of the song Let It Go, and then I just wrote down the notes on my keyboard, and then I just watched the video and played the notes. I didn't read music or anything. So that is an unconventional way to do something that helps me. And I feel like doing something silly like that is good to distract you and just get you thinking about something else that's not necessarily extremely important for your everyday life. So maybe I'll go back to playing the piano. We'll see. Even if I can just squeeze in 10 minutes a day, that would be so helpful. Okay, so that's going to be my plan. Piano, 10 minutes a day. What are some other ideas you could do? Reading would be a good one. Or 
drawing, writing stories, playing a new sport. Those are all skills that maybe you're interested in. Who knows? I hope this episode kind of helped a little bit in some ways. Um, This was really fun to talk about. I definitely learned some stuff about myself and I'm going to try to be making a switch. So hopefully you guys can adopt some of these new thinking pattern, thinking, thinking patterns into your life. Let's see. Challenge ourselves for one week. See how much we can do. Hope you guys have a great Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Whatever day you're listening to this. I hope you have a great day. Okay. Bye. Holy crap. Yes. Okay, bye.